Ladies, I hope you are ready for this episode because I'm going to share some uh, powerful insights that God has really been working in me and through me. And by the end of this episode, I want to share with you one specific tool that I truly, with all my heart, believe has dramatically elevated the power of my prayer and my connection with peace and knowing his steps. And it sounds to some of you, it may sound simple, but sis, let me tell you this. I ask that you, and I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus, that he give me the words to speak into this episode right now. And that the woman on the other end, that one woman that really needs to hear this and understand this would walk away from this episode with exactly what she needs to really put the power in the prayer for the aspects of a life that she knows she needs and for those where she is not currently seeing, but you see, Father God, and you are waiting for her to get in alignment. In Jesus' name, amen. So ladies, that brings me to one, I'm going to share with you the tool, and two, I will tell you that it has personally dramatically shifted probably one of the most pivotal moments in my life as a result of applying this. And it's going to sound simple. So I ask that you trust me for a moment to have an open mind and start putting this into practice. It's the difference between just showing up in the morning and getting with God and being in prayer. And of course, that's first and foremost. I hope that based on previous episodes that you are starting with that, even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes, he is the source of everything we have. He is the source of even that crazy, hectic, busy schedule. He Obviously, we have ways that we can manage it effectively and in all the things we have a role to play in what he puts in front of us. He does not want us to be stressed and anxious and um, run down on both ends. But my point is, is that we owe it to him to slow down. And the way I have transformed, so I want to be real, I've not always held this perspective. And the way I consistently spend time with him every morning is that I feel like I literally How do I know what to do that day? How do I know how to be in his spirit and be in his presence and see what he needs me to see and hear what he needs to hear if I'm not checking in with him first thing in the morning? Don't feel overwhelmed. Don't feel like there's some rule or regulation about how it needs to be done. He knows your heart and he knows your intention and it is something that he will help you cultivate over time. But start with five, 10 minutes, whatever it is that you feel in your discernment, in your, um, it's not going to feel comfortable, but it's going to be something that you know that you can start with. And maybe yours looks like you start with worship music, or maybe you start with journaling like I do a lot of journaling. Maybe you do start reading um, his word, right? If you're not sure what Bible or if it's hard for you to read, there's tons of different translations that make it more um, kind of a message type format. Amplified Bible um, is great for that easier to understand if you happen to be holding on to like a King James version that somebody gave you and handed down, which is what I started with. And since I can tell you that was, <laughs> I was glad when I understood that there was more variations out there in terms of how it's come across. My point is, is that that's got to be first and foremost is getting with him. But can I tell you that as a woman that has been in his word and with him for 20 years now, 47, 
So I've not always been a believer, remember atheist agnostic, never any judgment from me, but I've been walking with him for a long time and he has seen me through some incredibly crazy life events and circumstances. Some were based on my own choices. Some were based on the choices of others that I allowed impact me. But sister, in my lifetime, I've seen a lot of life. And over the last 20 years, thankfully, I've been able to lean into God during my most difficult seasons over that 20 years. And it is just now that I have discovered, I don't want to make it about me, so I don't, I, I don't want to, um, somehow God has put this in front of me. I'm sure it's not, I know it's not a new idea. Somehow God helped me see this and put it into action And let me tell you that when I started putting this into action, I did not realize the impact it was having until maybe a couple months into it. And that is it, this. It's the difference between just journaling. It's the difference between just getting up and having a conversation with him. It's It's the difference between, you know, I am statements and positive affirmations. The most powerful shift for me has been when I not only believe that his scripture is his living word and that they are his promises and his commitments to us, but that I started to reword the, the promises themselves as declarations for me. And let me be clear, I'm not changing the Bible. I'm not changing the meaning. I'm not trying to give it meaning that's not there. I mean, putting yourself in that situation and claiming it. So for example, um, one of the verses that comes to mind is, you know, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your crooked path straight, right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And there's a couple variations of that, again, based on the translation. So changing that to a declaration statement so that it says, thank you, Father God, that because I acknowledge you in all of my ways, that you then are seeing and making my crooked paths straight. Not my will, but your will, Father God. I lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways I acknowledge you, and therefore you are directing my steps. And you, are, you promise to make sure that if I'm on the wrong track, you are making my path straight, right? Or another one would be that we delight in the Lord and he gives us the desire of our hearts. Changing that to a declaration statement. Father, I delight in you. I am so thankful for you. I glorify you. And because of that, and because I praise you, Lord Jesus, I know that you are giving me the desire of my heart. That verse, by the way, does not mean that you get just some random Louis Vuitton bag because that's what you want. It, It means that he is literally transplanting his wants for you onto you so that your wants are in alignment with exactly what he wants for you. And I started praying those verses and, you know, because Father God, and combining a couple different ones, right? Because Father God, I seek you first every day. I trust and know that you are listening to my prayers and you are um, adding all things, 
onto me, the things I need, the things that I do not see, Father God. And by doing that over the last several months now, I got to tell you, God led me into a seasoning, a a seasoning, a season, a stretching that I, I didn't, it was completely unexpected and I did not understand at first what was happening. And I'm going to share it with you because I want you to understand the power in prayer, the power of being still, the power and the goodness and the graciousness. I just am literally overwhelmed even as I'm speaking and understanding how much God loves me and God loves you so much. He is not going to let you get it wrong. He is not going to withhold any good thing that is for you. He is not going to allow you to go down the wrong path if you're headed in that direction. And can I tell you, you may not even realize it from where you sit. So I will share with you that in the process of doing the declaration variation of prayers on a pretty, like I said, pretty much more daily basis, I came to a spot. I'm not great at timing. It might have been about a month ago. There was a stirring in me. And there was this sense of feeling emotional and not feeling, just feeling off. I remember there was actually a couple weekends where I, I physically didn't feel good, which is unusual for me. And I felt like it was just God calling me to just rest and be still. And I still wasn't really hearing And I continued to pray and I continued to pray these declaration statements. And can I tell you, there are some circumstances within my family that are hard right now. And there are some places within it where I was convinced I was right. And I was convinced that I was on the right path. And can I tell you that as I began to pray and as I specifically these declarations, specifically what I've shared with you and and more verses as well, God uh, unknowingly to me, God started to reveal things to me that I could not see a month ago. And God started dealing with me. Joyce Meyer has talked about this quite a bit, that over her lifetime, God will put her into seasons where she is feeling undone. So they'll put her into seasons. She talks about, you know, for her, it was, he would reveal little things to her at a time to, um, to, for her to work on, right? Something as simple as, you know, put your grocery cart back. And he worked on that with her for a while. And then it was something about how she was interacting with her husband, Dave, and would work on one aspect of that for a while. So she began to transform. I, Definitely, I'm always learning, growing, evolving. God shows me how to become a better person. And I can I tell you that I think I look and I realize that sometimes when we do all the things, we have all of our check boxes marked for we're doing our quiet time, we're doing our Bible studies, we're doing our, you know, journaling and reading our Bible. And, you know, we're high achieving women. So we're studying for learning like our craft, whether it's to be a coach or you're a doctor, we're always learning, growing, evolving. We're always taking knowledge in. And by doing so, I think sometimes 
we, uh, I mean, and I talk about all the time about having blind spots, but I think sometimes we can, our blind spots can be even deeper. They can be even blinder, if that's a word, because we assume we know, man. And even as I talk, like God had just put that message on my heart. I assume that you don't know, right? So no matter what it is, you see somebody respond a certain way. You see somebody act a certain way. You see somebody, um, give meaning to something a a certain way, right? Assume you don't know. Assume you don't know the story. Assume you don't know the right answer. Assume that you could be wrong. Assume that your attitude about XYZ situation could be wrong. Assume you don't know, right? Because we only see from that lens in which we've created and that lens that we see through was created by our own life circumstances and the meaning we gave it. So each person's lens is so uniquely designed. And the challenge is, is that even when we can almost all speak for myself, I did not realize at the time, but almost a sense of self-righteousness, not in an arrogant way. I pray that God, that word translates well to the women that are listening, because if you know me in person, it's not an arrogance. It's not something that I... It's just this understanding now on the other side of it that I was so convinced that I was right in some aspects that I couldn't see where I was so wrong. And I couldn't see until God started revealing it to me areas where I was not showing up the way that I should have been showing up for my family, the way my family deserved for me to be showing up, the way God calls me to show up. And let me tell you that it's not, so what God took me through was a process, and I think I'm through the bulk of it as the taping of this, but a process that on a daily basis, as I was in prayer and quiet, he was remember, or he was revealing things to me with this new heart, this new understanding. And it was almost like watching a highlight reel of the highlights you don't want to see right? You don't want to be that person. You don't want to show up in that way. You don't want to, like, it's not the pretty story. It's not the sunshine and rainbow story. And yet you were the participant. You were the actor. You were there. You were in it. And you didn't even see it until God revealed it to you. I don't understand his timing in all things. I don't understand all of his ways, but that's why It is so incredibly powerful to understand that one of my specific declarations was, Father, I lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways, I acknowledge you. And therefore, Father God, I trust that you will move mountains to make sure that you make my crooked path straight. And when I was in this process and really in the thick of it, it was, I'll be quite honest, I've cried every day. (laughs) And in the beginning, it was very painful tears. When you see aspects where you've hurt people that you love and adore, and it's almost like it's the first time that you're seeing it or that you're understanding it or what it meant to them for them to receive something or not receive something in that way. And it just pains you so deeply because you're a good heart, because you love, because that's the last thing you want to do to the people you love the most, right? And so on a daily basis, as I sat with him 
And I started having the conversations with my family and with the understanding of, I see this now and I'm sorry. And it's been a huge process and I get to sit in it. And for the first time in my last 20 years, God is giving me the strength to truly sit with the vulnerability, to truly sit with the raw, to truly sit with the no ego in all humility. This is me. This is where I know I was wrong and I am so sorry, right? Without any expectation of what is to be received in response for that, but to just simply sit with it and allow God to create in me a new heart. And in the process of going through this, I shared that aspect of this process where I feel like God is just exactly what I just shared, just my part of it and the the aspect of what I felt I was going through. And a really strong um, woman of faith who is a friend and a mentor suggested this book called The Gift of Tears. I'll put a link in the comments below. And I got the book and I read it in a day. The first two chapters absolutely articulates what God was giving me the opportunity to walk through with him. And that is this season or stage that can happen in any up into, or I'm sorry, prior to a pivotal point in your life, right? When these things happen, it's not the, um, it's not to, you know, because God is a mean God, it's because he loves us so much He wants the very best for us. He loves the people that we love so much that he wants the very best for them. And so when we have a heart that's leaning in towards them, or the book talks about, for example, they... um, seasons where um, somebody will go through this process of revealing and just this feeling of rawness and just being undone, right? And it's on to something, right? It's on to a pivot point in your life. It's on to maybe for like in the book, it was on to a new aspect of ministry, onto a new level of impact, onto something, right? God is preparing your heart for something, right? When you allow him to do that work and you stay committed and you stay in it, and by staying committed and staying in it, that was also in his grace, a realization for me that I truly am finally free of the bulimia. Because in this process, it has been incredibly painful for me. The bulk of it, like I said, being um, a little bit ago now, incredibly painful to sit with it, with God, having these conversations and being okay with not being okay. And not once did I turn to food or any other vice. I just simply sat in it and allowed God to do his work in me. And because of that, can I tell you without going into, you know, family details, let me just tell you that God is literally transformed my heart. 
my prayer has been of gratitude to say, Father, I was so blind in this aspect, and now I clearly see. I also see the enemy, and you need to know that, and that is on my heart, is that there are little ways in which we will give the enemy space And so there's a difference between the enemy at work and owning your choices, right? We get to take 100% responsibility, 100% ownership for our choices and how we choose to treat others and how we choose to show up or not show up, right? Be um, vacant or shut down or closed. That is our choice. We also, however, give the enemy footholds and or God has given me this analogy of territory, right? That I, it's not in the big things, it's in the small things, right? And those small, seemingly small things, inch by inch, give the enemy territory, right? Inch by inch, he inches his way in. Inch by inch, he will inch into your family, and create division and separation and feelings of being shut down or offense or feeling of your expectations weren't met and therefore you start to shut down or close off or whatever it might look like. Because I got to tell you, and this is where Priscilla Schreier talks about it and I've read about it and I have the head knowledge for it and I was guilty unknowingly until God showed me. I was blind. I started using declarations of prayer. And by doing so, God allowed me to see. God allowed me to see my shortcomings. God allowed me to see where my previous um, you know, stories and baggage and all the, the stuff that life that I have been through that I just, you know, I thought that I was over and I'm healthy and, and all these things. And yet I can see where they played a role to where, the, um, where my family is right now, right? Something would happen, I would take offense. Little by little, those offenses or the meaning that I would give something based on my background, not my family, but based on my experiences, my stories, something was done or not done and I would give it a meaning that it somehow like I wasn't valued or I wasn't this or whatever the case may be, not trusting. Man, sis, I was wrong. The reason I'm sharing this with you is because I need you to hear. I really feel like we're called to be in prayer. And I've been saying this from you know my outreach in terms of my business and coaching other women, and I'm standing in the gap for women because I know that we are going to be under far greater attack than ever before as Christian women. And so what I know I'm really good at from my skill set is helping women drop the 30 pounds or more, lose the 30 pounds or more, and never find it again. It's not a cliche. I'm really good at it because I've been in my own journey and I've been helping other women for over a decade. And I truly believe in this season, the reason I shifted from being in a brick and mortar business, I thought originally, the reason I shifted from being in a brick and mortar business to coaching just Christian women online and specifically through the process God gave me is to stand in the gap because the enemy uses things as seemingly small as the daily distraction and discouragement that comes 
with carrying more weight than what is healthy for you, with carrying more weight than what gives you confidence, right? And here, the enemy, I was giving him room in my life. I was giving him space in my life. I was giving him the ability to whisper doubts and insecurities, just like he did attempted Eve in the garden. Did God really say that? Are you sure? Did God really, just like he tested Jesus in the desert, right? The enemy is, and this is what Priscilla Schreier talks about in her book, Fervent Prayer, is that he is scheming and he knows what buttons to push. He knows what insecurities to trigger. He knows what doubts, what beliefs, or what kind of blindness, what your blind spots are, and he will use them and he will manipulate them. So sister, I hope that this has all come together for you and it makes sense, but I really want to stand with you and say that it is our defense, the the one defense that we have is God's word. And if you really want to make the sword of God's word extra sharp, then you'll also want to be sure that you're not just reading his word, you're not just spending time with his word, but you are specific and strategic in your prayers, as Priscilla Schreier would say. And above and beyond that, you would take his promises that you need in your life and make sure that you are owning them as declarations and create declarations for the verses that are gonna protect you proactively, like the, I lean not on my own understanding, Father God. So I know that you are going to be making my crooked path straight, not my will, Father God, but your will, Father God, because I delight in you, Father God. And because I delight in you, you are giving me the desires of your heart. It will be the most powerful, the most impactful thing you could ever do. This is part of what I teach in my 12-step process, but I'm telling you, apply it to every aspect of life because you are so loved, you are so cherished. He has so much for you. And we as individuals can be incredibly powerful and we can be incredibly destructive. The Bible also tells us that life and death come in the power of the tongue, right? Christine Kane recently talked about um, train tracks in the idea, as a visual for the concept of being careful as to what thoughts you allow in your mind, right? And if it's not going to serve you, this is also part of what I teach in our 12-week process, and it, being able to recognize thoughts, catch them, and retool them, right? And Christine Kane has a great visual in that, you know, thoughts are on these train tracks and you get to decide, no, that thought doesn't serve me. That thought's not going to serve me in making the right healthy choices. That thought's not going to serve me in my relationship with my spouse or my, my kids, right? I choose to see the good. I choose to see gratitude. I choose to be open where maybe I'm not seeing something. Maybe I'm not understanding something, Right. And when we choose this posturing and we get on the offensive, right? Get ahead of it. Don't wait until something comes up. Don't wait until something comes against you. Don't wait until you're 
you're like (laughs) nearly dead on the ground and realizing, oh my gosh, I'm in a battle, right? The enemy is that deceptive and that scheming. He will look at what aspect of your life. And as soon as you see him in one aspect, he will move on to the next aspect. So be on guard, be diligent, right? The Bible tells us that the enemy roams around us like a lion seeking to search and destroy. He cannot destroy us. So he will discourage, he will distract us, he will take advantage of our blind spots. So be proactive in claiming these declarations over your life, over your family, over your business, over your own personal well-being. Thank you, Father God, that you help me control my tongue. Thank you, Father God, that you help me protect my heart because I know that if my heart's not right, the issues of life come out of it, right? Thank you, Father God, that I know that you stand with me, that you fight with me. Thank you, Father God, that you are with me. You say that you will never leave me nor forsake me, so I know that you are walking with me. True transformation will be on the other side. Transformation, answers to prayers that you didn't even expect or know. Maybe you thought the prayer was something different. I know that when you start speaking in declarations, he will literally transform your heart so that your heart is even closer in alignment. And please hear me. You could think that you've got it all together. You have all the spiritual boxes checked. And I'm sure you are an amazing woman just as you are. All I'm saying is that when we take it to God, he's got even more for you, sis. He's got even more for your family. He's got even more for your business. He's got even more for your impact. But remember, as high-achieving women, the true success is in our family. The true success is in the intimacy in our relationships. And if that is not there, he is not honored. And if that is not there, it's time to stop and take stock and let him do his work and have the conversations, do the work, stay in the messy And make the relationships, your family, truly the priority. Don't be guilty of being so focused on the purpose and the impact and the reach, right? Because those are good things. They're really good things. It's not even, you know, you might be much like me is that it's, it's about the women. It's about the, you know, things that transform. There's nothing wrong with money, right? Money follows based on your level of service and, and all that kind of stuff. There's nothing wrong with money. But you might even think like, well, no, it's all these good things. Like I have all these experiences, so I get to impact these women and I'm so thankful. And so that's your focus, right? And you're trying to fit life and family into the pockets of the purpose, Oh, Lord, sis, can I tell you, it's got to be the opposite. And some of you might be listening and saying, yes, I know that, Rebecca. That's in the Bible. And so maybe this episode's not for you, but maybe it is. Just take a second look. Because for me, I was blind 
and now I see. For me, I finally realize that without the heart of my family, it won't all be sunshine and rainbows, but without truly me being who God has called me to be and as a woman first and foremost, as a wife first and foremost, as a mom first and foremost, if I'm not that first, if I'm not fully in that first and allowing whatever he wants me to do in purpose to fit into the pockets of that, it's my focus that is off. That's on me. That's not on God. That's not on my family. That's 100% on me. And I could give you the reasons and I could talk about baggage and I could talk about undiscovered traumas and, and all the things. But at the end of the day, it's still on me. And the only way we get to see that and we get to discover that, the only way we get to see where we're being blind is to truly invest time in God, invest time in his word. Yes, in fellowship. Yes, iron sharpens iron. But above all else, claim his promises as declarations. It's an invitation for him. He does say, Ask and you will know. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. I know I totally botched that verse, but you understand what I'm saying. He wants us to ask. We don't ask him into our heart one time and then be done. We don't just hang out with him in friendship. He wants us to continually be asking, continually be inviting him into every aspect and cranny inviting him in to not just blanket, say the words, your will, not my will, but Lord, Father God, show me and go to him with that pure heart and intention. And over time, he will, which means that he is a good, good father. It's just further evidence and further proof of his love for you. Psalm 139 is like my favorite love story from God (laughs) because he talks about every hair on our head and how precious we are. But sometimes you might think maybe there's an aspect of your life that maybe you feel like, well, that's just not for me. I'm not meant to have an impact or I'm not meant to have, you know, a good, healthy family or marriage or relationship because of whatever reason, right? No, you are worthy. You are worthy of having a loving, abundant, thriving family. And through that, you, it means that you have even greater capacity because you're choosing to cultivate that and follow God's word and God's priorities. That spills over in further expanding your impact, your purpose, whatever he has called you to do. It's just like I say with weight, right? One of the things that I say when women are struggling with weight is that if you are 
most of the women that I work with are, are high achieving. They're super successful in all these aspects of life, but then they struggle with weight. They struggle. And then by weight, it's not about the number on the scale if you're newer with me, but weight is, the bottom line is, the truth is that you can't be healthy and have unhealthy weight. It's just the the whole, you know, healthy at any weight is just a lie of current society that's making everybody sicker. You should love yourself 100%. But to the extent in which you have more body fat or actual fat weight than what your body is supposed to have is to the extent in which you are inviting in and attracting disease, discouragement, distraction from day-to-day, brain fog, exposure to health issues, all the things, right? So one of the analogies that I use all the time is that if you are struggling over there, if you're struggling with your weight and you're struggling with all the things that go with it because it's usually also impacts confidence and energy and stamina and intimacy and being able to play with your kids and on all the things. So if you're struggling over there, but you have a successful business or you have a successful impact, it means that you've got even more in you for the success and for the impact. If you actually felt good, if you were actually at a healthy weight, you would see every other aspect of life be elevated And I'm embarrassed to tell you that for the first time in my life, I realized that is true about family too. My son, as a single mom for many years, he was always the priority because that was variables that were within my protection, right? And then you get married and you have a blended family and the challenges that come with it. And let me tell you, it is hard. It is also true that it's still the priority and that when we get our family in alignment, when we have the true connection, marriage, relationships with our families that we're meant to have, that is God's heart. That is God's longing for us. And so then whatever impact he has for us, that's going to happen and it's going to, it means that there's likely even more in that. There's likely even, not about the success, not about the accolades, but it's not one or the other. It's following his word, his priorities, honoring him, and making sure that our hearts are right. High achievers, a lot of times, we get our sense of value or worth, knowingly or unknowingly, from the things that are within our control, right? The things that aren't as messy as relationships, right? The things like the impact that we have out, the business, right? Reality is when we pull it all in and pull it all together, that is honoring him. And I've gone on a little bit of a tangent, but I have a strong feeling that somebody needed to hear that. And so even if it helps the one woman that that little bit of a tangent and just don't lose sight of the family along the way. Don't let your, whether it's because of defensive or um, triggers or it just feels safer to just shut down or close off or whatever, I don't know what your personal story is, but don't lose sight of your, your family. Don't lose sight of those that love you the most 
and that you're called to love the most. That is the core vision. And God will fit whatever you're meant to do within that, right? So I hope that that was helpful. Again, the key to this in any aspect of life, every aspect of life is get on the offensive. Get on the offensive, go to his word and start writing some declaration statements that are going to one, invite God into your heart, invite God into your mind, invite him in to create in you a clean heart Invite him in to show you what you don't see. Invite him in to give him to give you his heart, not just in one aspect of life, not just for the safe and easy, what you've always done, but have him truly give you his heart for all things and in all things. If this episode was helpful, I want to ask that you make sure to like it. It will help and or leave a review and or share with a girlfriend that you think might need it. When you do those things, it helps not only the person that you're sending it to, but it helps the lovely algorithms that are social media, which means that you might be helping a woman you don't even know because it'll pop up on her feed because you liked it, because you shared it, because you did a review. And I would love to hear from you about this episode. There's a couple ways to connect. You can either email me at Rebecca at RebeccaTabert.com or you can reach out on social media, which is also Rebecca Tabert. Or you can join us, which I would love for you to do so you can connect with a group of like-minded women on Facebook. It's the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom community. I want to hear from you. And if you are choosing to take me up on creating the declarations and watching the power that they have over your life, I want to hear from you a couple months from now and let me know what you've seen. Let me know what's shown up for you. I love you guys. I will talk to you soon. Until next time.